Hello everybody, my name is Ron, and this is Ron's Gadget Talk for April the 1st, Thursday, April the 1st, 2021. No guys, we're not celebrating April Fool's Day because we're not idiots, the world is a hot mess right now. Even Google's not celebrating uh, April Fool's Day. There obviously are a lot of people who are making jokes out of it. Guys, we're in, we're in an incredibly tough time, okay? Uh, nothing to nothing there's nothing funny or you could say all our lives are a bit of a joke right now so there's no point of celebrating April Fool's if our life are a joke oh anyways but honestly <laughs> because April Fool's there are lots of uh, a lot uh, there's a lot of obviously hoax lots of hoaxes lots of sort of information uh, obviously a lot of news has come out obviously don't believe everything here on April the 1st uh, it could be a joke you know I mean, it could be it could be all a joke. Nvidia teased everyone with the RTX forty ninety. They're obviously not going to make one until they could properly start selling the RTX thirty ninety in proper capacity. Until there's like enough. Oh well, I mean, <laughs> that was funny. It was double the size of the RTX thirty ninety. It was all playing good jokes. That one is kind of harmless joke. And then there's some ridiculous jokes like the Volkswagen. Now we know it's an April Fool's joke. I mean, if I could just double check this by googling it Volkswagen is fake let's see this is nuts whoa to whoops uh, uh, VW will have a bit of a trouble trying to explain to people why they decided to make a joke out of their own brand by changing the wokes with the Waltz. we all know that's an April, early April Fool's joke <laughs> oh well but we're not here to talk about stuff that's a bit of a joke. We're here to talk real devices, real stuff that's actually coming in real time. You'll be able to go out and buy very soon. And we've got plenty to talk about. So let's crack into it, shall we? So Sony has, uh, has posted on the Instagram that on April 14th, they'll be doing a launch event for their new phones. And they're planning to launch the Xperia 1.3, the Xperia 5.3, Xperia 10.3. Naming is quite complicated, but I mean, hopefully you understand where we're coming from. They they released the Xperia Pro that I've talked about ages ago. Cool phone, too expensive. You know my feelings about it. Mm, cool. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. But ironically, the Xperia 1.3 promises to be a pretty interesting phone. Or let's just refer to this high-end phone as the Xperia 1.3 the second and the third because you know it's like king titles it's quite a confusing name one three what what anyways but let's just let's pretend to refer this phone in a royal manner as the sony xperia one mark three or the third this phone uh according to leaks uh is rumored to be coming with a 6.5 inch 4k oled 120 hertz display with a 21 by 9 aspect ratio, a Snapdragon 888 SoC, 12GB of RAM, 256GB of storage, a 64MP main camera, a periscope camera, 5000mAh battery, and 65W fast charging. Though, it's interesting that uh, the last one was quite interesting. Sony offering 65W fast charging. That's quite fascinating. That's never happened with Sony. Wow, Sony, you guys are really turning things around. Let's hope that the price is quite competitive if it's a at least a $900 device then I could probably see some people buying it but honestly aside from that we have three new phones coming on April 14th but as if but also ironically ironically uh, 
I mean, I, I, I mean, this will probably be the this will be the only episode for April. Again, I, I explain a note. I'll drop after this episode. That, uh, that I'll probably not be doing episodes for uh, the whole of April and a bit of May because I have. Uh, because Ramadan's coming and there's exams and stuff, and it'll be quite complicated. It'll be quite quite complicated to you know, it'll be quite complicated uh, to do podcast to juggle all that. So, uh, so you won't be able to hear from me about these new Xperia phones, but I hope they'll be really really nice. And speaking of more phones, Samsung has uh, an uh, Samsung appears to be launching soon launching an A82, if we're to believe a listing. Uh, a well-known guy. Mukul Sharma at Stuff Listings has tweeted that there's a new Samsung phone that has hit the Google Play console, which is a place where you see pho- registered phones and devices, and they can go and you know uh, download apps from Google, and you know it's a whole it, and devices are registered on it, so they might be coming or they might be available soon. And the A82, from the information written here, uh, is a phone that has the latest version of Android, six gigabytes of RAM, apparently. Um, you don't have a storage spec, but this may come with a Snapdragon 855 Plus processor. If we're to believe by the serial number of this uh, of the CPU listed on Google Play Console, it's quite interesting that Samsung has already created really good phones in the A52 and A72. The A52 does wonders uh, for uh, for what it is, um, and they're planning to launch a, a A82. This is a successor to the original A80, which is really cool. Um, aside from that, the, okay, with the listing, it claims to have a resolution of 1080 by 2400 resolution, which is interesting. And there's not much aside from this little listing, which means, and obviously there's no information about active inst- uh, installs and active devices, which means that this is an upcoming phone. But yeah, we, nothing much to say really. This is already uh, surfaced, so that's very interesting. So another. Galaxy A series phone to sh- shake the competition. We don't really don't know much about the specs of this phone. This could look like a, compi- com- a phone to compete with the OnePlus 9 series, the the OnePlus 9 series, the Realme GT, those kind of phones, at those kind of prices. The Moto G100 that's already come out, 500 euros. That could it could compete with those phones. So probably can't conquering a new Galaxy in this regard. This one is very interesting. San- LG is pulling out a smartphone race this is interesting now LG themselves haven't reported that they are that they're quitting the smartphone business they've not said anything they're not like yeah we 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 tried to make good smartphones we couldn't do it It, it's not worth it it's not worth our time and we left the market okay bye-bye you know, buy a Huawei. Huawei's are great, and they have Petzl Maps. You know, oh, okay. I'm just joking. That would sound like it again. I'm sure. I'm sure that LG hasn't reported today themselves. Report today, given the timing of today. It's the it's April Fool's Day, so they might people will be like, y'all are fooling with us, right? You're you're making jokes with us, right? Anyways, so apparently the Korea Times reported that Samsung has obviously we've been hearing about Samsung uh, as we've been hearing about LG. Okay, we're talking about LG here. Uh, we were hearing about LG's attempts uh, to do something in the smartphone business. It's a business that's losing money, like bananas, and they've been thinking about selling it off, or you know, selling it off, or you know, outsourcing a part of the business or something like that. And now they're looking to they're looking to do the safe bet, and that is to shut the whole business down and move on. The thing about LG is that LG's uh, LG is only really good in smart home 
uh, displays, appliances, smart home appliances, 4K, 8K TVs, OLEDs, uh, I don't know, um, mini LEDs, that's their strength and smartphones are not their strength at all. Apparently, uh, this is not really confirmed, the plan is an official announcement will come at the company's board meeting on a Monday, April 5th, so that's interesting. Um, and also, y'all be thinking, y'all really be thinking that, um, you know, uh, y'all be thinking, now what will the employees at LG's phone division will be doing? I'm sure they're going to go to other segments, they will be directed to other divisions. Um, LG has, I mean, from what I see, I mean, they, they have they have people hired for this job, but they're no longer suitable, so they're giving it. I, what I would, I would, I would, what I would have loved is that they sold off, they, they either licensed their brand name or did a move like Alcatel or Blackberry, where they essentially gave, uh, where they teamed up with a Chinese phone player, possibly a good phone player from China or from another country, really, and, and create LG branded phones, but obviously the quality standard would not be up to scratch. Maybe team up with uh, HMD Global, that would have been lovely, or sell the whole division to a player like T TCL or HMD Global and make money off licensing it, but I'm sure LG cannot be bothered to license or sell off the division. If they if they got to make good stuff, they're going to do it themselves. It's just, the, it's just the mantra at LG, and I'm sure that they decided to shut it down because it's not worth the effort. Um, it's um you know uh it's interesting we don't know uh we'll have to see we'll see the announcement next month it'll be a big deal because i've used lg for i mean I've now i think it would be i think what would be appropriate we all practice a moment of silence for lg smartphones absolute phenomenal devices they absolute uh, beasts in their own regard uh, but let's have a bit of a moment of silence Ah, uh, there we go. I I really meant by moment of silence, but not really. I mean, it's it's just crazy. I mean, LG. I, you know, honestly, we. Uh, if you're a smart, if you're an Android fanboy, you knew why LG was failing, and I think we all knew their the point of their real weakest link. This couldn't make attractive phones fast enough. That confusing, uh, phone phones to choose from, like what there was the v60 and k40 which is the fastest k40 makes sense but yeah and lg kept dropping the prices of the high-end phones and and that's the thing about it so it makes sense kind of but oh well there's this uh, well there's always other brands <laughs> could buy an oppo oppos are good well also another problem is that as i said lg has had a pretty decent market share in North and South America where Chinese phone brands have yet to break in and really make a big move it was like the last frontier of the global phone market Chinese phone brands have conquered every major continent except for North America for you for the US the good old USFA Canada and South America they probably have South America on their hands but yeah they've yet to conquer those markets LG has firmly has had a foothold but I'm sure there are other brands willing to really take over LG's market share in those markets. And Blue, I can think of names already. Motorola, Blue, uh, those compete with LG, especially in that segment of low and mid-end devices. 
But yeah, this is a quite a sad time. Guys, I think one thing we've got to learn, you know, is the smartphone business is incredibly difficult and incredibly aggressive. And if you have all the know-how, I mean, if you if you know what you really are doing and if you have a tactical strategy and you have a competitive on pricing, you win. But really, if you're outside of that, that sphere, you're out of the game. That's how it feels like. I mean, you, there are so many phone brands that we don't know of, but the thing is, it's all about attention and all about trying to uh, sort of have the sort of be the center of people's attention and um, you know it's kind of sucks that LG has to leave the smartphone business uh, if you want to learn more about like I mean I'm kind of a cheeky plug but I mean if you want to learn more about what really caused LG's phones to fail immensely I'll definitely link in my show notes Mr. Who's the Boss's video about LG phones and why they're not as good as they used to be anymore and why they're kind of what what kind of drove LG to get out of the smartphone business completely this is not confirmed we don't know if this actually is going to happen I kind of think that they will probably bow out in a big way with releasing the LG Rollable I don't know if they're going to release the LG Rollable that is but I think they'll probably sell the, the rolling display technology to someone else and then maybe may make this dream realized someday and that's the thing about LG LG actually has a solid parts business display business appliances business it would and 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 it wouldn't really need smartphones. It can just sell the parts for those things to other players, and they and those other players will know what to do with it. And you know, and uh, so that's that. So yeah, life ain't been good for LG's phone business. That's for sure. So as I said, there's not much going on in the world of technology, but again, still news still keep coming. Again, this one's not really an April Fool's joke, but according to Ross Young, display analyst. Apple is looking to create a new. Uh, Apple is planning to make a new iPhone SE that will launch next year, and apparently plans to have the same 4.7-inch display as the previous iPhone SE, and it'll be uh, and also and essentially it'll be bezel-less. But more than everything around it is uh, this device will have a punch hole notch. All right, this almost starting to sound like an April Fool's joke. Potentially, I'm just saying. I mean, for real. I mean, seriously, uh, Apple's gonna do a punch hole notch? Are you Are you kidding me? I mean, I feel like that. Okay, if, the, if, if this sounds like a reliable rumor, almost that sounds like Apple's pandering or like really trying to get that other end of the Android market. Really trying to get those like uh, slightly mid-end, starting high-end uh, Android phone buyers. Really adding Android phone features, as I said, like Sub Six 5G and a punch hole notch it feels like desperation almost that apple's looking to create again uh his rumor essentially hopefully it's not april fool's joke i mean that'd be annoying i kind of think that if they would want to create a thing i feel because the iphone se tends to be a a a a, a phone featuring last generation stuff you know recycled part almost recycled f- designs that they could just use the old iphone x-esque uh, uh, notch and then basically this will be on top of the fact that the next bit of iPhones will have a new notch either have the kind of rounded notch and all that or or punch hole and then they'll just add the old uh, iPhone 10 notch if you know what I mean that could happen but his tweet uh, protrudes this information that is that 
that uh, Apple LCD iPhone leak, we now hear the next LCD iPhone SE will remain at 4.7 inches in 2022. Some rumors that it may have 5G with sub 6 gigahertz as well. Also hearing about a 6.1 inch version in 2023, a punch hole rather than a notch. That's his information. In reality, it may not be true, potentially. You never know. So, yeah. Uh, but, I, I mean, having a... Okay, that part with... I, ho I really do hope Apple does release an iPhone FC next year, at least, or the year after next year, or something like that, with sub-6 5G. A lot of phones in that price segment, the under $600 market for phones worldwide, or they're all starting to have sub-6 5G. It's a matter of time by the time this will come out that every other major mid-end and high-end phone that you can really get that and that, and that middle ground really between those two segments uh, will have uh, 5G phones. And those 5G phones, one that can connect to low and mid-band networks, we're seeing it happen. A lot of brands are pushing out 5G phones. And some of the biggest phone, mobile, uh, and some of the biggest phone markets like India, there's increasing again a lot of brands are really pushing uh, 5g phones because they have a feeling that the network will go online anytime this year next year probably in the next two years the next year or two where you buy a phone 5g network will go online and some feel that it's always software upgrade. it'll be like a software upgrade and they'll just switch out some gear and off it goes 5g's on online and so the phone's got to be like that also the phones should be able to just uh, switch on to the 5g network so makes a ton of sense and also iPhone SEs also tend to sell a lot in emerging markets and obviously 5G is going to become a big big feature in emerging markets in the next couple of years as Spectrum is released and it's available and all that so I mean makes sense the punch hole notch I don't think Apple's ever going to do it frankly it's it's not in their design language in a, in a sense and it'd be a bit too groundbreaking even if it's cheap to order from a parts from Samsung or from another parts maker or Sharp um, I don't think it'll be worth the effort or time, so yeah. That's just my own two cents about the iPhone SE, the upcoming iPhone SE. I mean, uh, part of me thinks it'll just be this, it'll just basically be what the iPhone 11 was, or the iPhone XS, XR was, in that kind of sphere, and, and then it'll have relevant compromises in that regard, potentially. So that's that. And then, uh, and then, if there is I mean and then finally we have some information about smartwatches and this is to do with Google's Wear uh, OS by Google it's their own operating system they bought Fitbit weirdly but they have their own operating system for wearables and that's wonderful more power to you and that is and but but really um, and that is that uh, they're more they're, they're traditional watch brands that are running on launching uh, smartwatches. We've seen Skagen and, and Fossil and stuff have created their own smartwatches, but they have a whole platform and sort of certain spec of, of hardware on which they're running smartwatches. And this one's interesting. This is the first G-Shock wearable. Uh, this is the all-new G-Shock Wear OS smartwatch. This is kind of interesting. The, the GSW H1000, this is the first smartwatch or kind of the first wearable smartwatch as thing from Casio's G-Shock lineup and this will be the first to run Google's Wear OS and you and you can get in three wonderful colors which is uh, again in the typical what is known as G-Shock colors uh, blue gray and red they've mentioned the specs here uh, as for features I mean it's a rugged it's a G-Shock it's rugged but 
yeah but the be- but the interesting part of it all is it runs uh it, it really it runs Wear OS which is interesting so um yeah i mean i mean it basically it could do over 15 activities 24 indoor workout options and much much more uh, and it uses Google's Wear OS, which means you have access to plenty of apps and features and functions. And you can connect this to a to uh, to G-Shock's own app to track all the information, which is interesting. Um, you know, with its unique quick bits, tidbits. And you can do GPS, multiple sensors, including compass, bearing, altitude, barome- barometric pressure, and more. It's got a dual. Li- Again, this is the best interesting part about G-Shock wearable, the first of its ca- smartwatch from G-Shock has a dual layer display I mean, get, remember a brand of smartwatches that has made that has offered this function uh, the dual layer display uh, so it, it combines a monochrome and an always on LCD display a color LCD display um, you know uh, to, del- to, do, to give you dual functions so your monochrome display just tells you the time and stuff color one switches back on for full smartwatch action which is similar to some smartwatches that have come out already which is really cool and as always you get the really cool G-Shock ruggedness that they've come to be known for now uh, but here's the interesting part this wearable will start at $700 in the US and $600 in the UK this is quite a premium for smartwatch to start with and one that is Apparently, with a traditional brand name that is known for rugged smartwatches. So, we don't know when this is going to come out. This is just been announced. It's kind of interesting. So, that's a hefty price. I mean, for about a sixth of that price, you can get a OnePlus watch. Just saying. And that one can do more. And these is from a phone brand like OnePlus. So, that's something to note. And you have plenty of options in variable smartwatches. You can get a full-set smartwatch for under... $150 or $200. At this point, you can buy an Apple Watch. Uh, this is the thing. It's, it's kind of killed its potential. With that price tag, it's killed its potential on the market. I mean, people not, people not, not, not many people are going to buy this for the, sm- for, for the smartwatch. They're going to buy it for the G-Shock Legacy. And uh, those who really want to buy a solid smartwatch will probably end up buying an Apple Watch or a wear- Fitbit or some sort of fitness track or a variable that is more, more solid than this. Amaze, Amaze Fits, your Apple Watches, your Mi Bands, they'll buy that instead of this. So that's uh, that. And finally, finally, yes, uh, Samsung's next smartwatch could be running Google's Wear OS. I mean, like the G-Shock, because apparently the the Galaxy wearable app, which you link up your Galaxy watch with, uh, the, 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 someone did an APK teardown. teardown. They broke into the code of the of the OS uh, of the app. And they found out that the the watch will be running. That there'll be a watch, that'll there'll be a smart smart watch that'll be running Veros. And on top of that, they found a plugin called Water, which apparently is a compatibility layer between uh, the the watches and Google's Veros. And also, there's a reference to New OS. Big shout out to GSM Arena for breaking this story. Oh, uh, Max Max Weinbach leaked it a few days back. Actually, that's interesting. He kind of mentioned there's a new plugin codenamed Water. I believe Water is the Samsung wearable Wear OS compatibility layer. It mentions Merlot, which I believe is the chipset for Wise and Fresh. These are just code names. We don't know the actual name of these products, but you know, they could be just information. And that's why he's mentioned, which means that Samsung may be looking to create a smartwatch that runs on Google's Wear OS. Now, 
many people will notice that Samsung has famously avoided uh, offering Android Wear or Google Wear OS for the longest time because it's quite glitchy, connectivity is poor, the coding is pretty bad. I mean, if you've heard it, read reviews, read any reviews about Google Wear OS watch, smartwatches, including ones like Moto 360 or, or much, much more, they're not really the best of the best in the market and and uh, there certainly are better options than the Wear OS watches to start with. So, um, and Samsung has really continued to make solid smartwatches. The software is absolutely amazing. Just having Tizen run on it, ironically. They couldn't get Tizen to run on Android, uh, on their, what, they are, what, what really are Android smartphones. I think that's a, that's a tough bat, that's a tough act to do because Android is doing, running smoothly with Samsung hardware. That's strange. But really, outside of smart TVs, Tizen has been kicking it in the wearable game. Uh, who knows? This could be the last we'd see of the Tizen uh, wearable. That's that's strange. It's ironic given that most of the smartwatch market has really opted to make their own OSs because the thing is, smartwatches have kind of core functions like fitness tracking, time timekeeping, uh, GPS tracking a little bits and bobs and then for extra functions you just link up to a smartphone app and people have an android and ios phone and that's easy peasy from there and really few smartwatches and smart brand a uh, few smartwatches and a few brands are just going to use google's wear os for that compatibility functionality for the common uh, common platform whereas everyone else is using their own os because it just does one it just does what it says on the tin it's not that difficult like it's not that complex like the smartphone the smartphone has like so many moving parts we just don't get to see so yeah it's kind of interesting that uh, samsung's looking to make a wear os watch i think they'll just do it to keep make google happy and to keep the friendship with google going we are hey we we love google we use google services and so we're gonna offer wear os on our galaxy watch i'm sure it'll probably be a specific galaxy watch i don't think they're gonna i'm sure that they definitely want to have their own os gives you that interconnectivity that galaxy of experiences like samsung always talks about and i mean that's the special part about the variable so i don't know how i feel this is unique nonetheless what do you think of everything i've heard today let me know on instagram and twitter i'm at say underscore nine nine follow me there if you can subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts leave a review on apple if you can uh, share this to your friends and family i mean get the word out as much as you can and uh yeah i mean uh, hopefully i'll see you next week with another episode of mom's gadget talk uh till then thanks for listening and uh, have a great day ciao thanks for listening